Hey, this is Pastor Spencer with Racine Bible Church. You're listening to a sermon from a Sunday morning. Number three of three sermons. How many still awake? You can still take in one more 12-minute message. Are we okay? All right. Well, I'm not going to go super long, but uh, we're still in X, or I'm sorry, Luke chapter 18. Uh, so keep your Bibles where they were, and we're going to take the last three verses of this segment in the day of the life of Jesus. And uh, before I begin, I want to remind everyone that this happened right before Jesus was going to Jerusalem to die for the sins of the world. And here we see he had time to bless little babies. Uh, don't you love following a God like that, that has time for the least of these? So that's the backdrop of what's happening. We already heard Dan uh, exposit the first part and Brennan the second. And this is the third uh, little section we're going to look at. Only three verses, but I want to uh, point out that this is the only of these three that's also mentioned in Matthew and in Mark. So I think there's a lot of importance in these three small verses. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray and ask the Lord to give you guys grace to listen for just a little bit more from God's word. And then I'll read the text and we'll enjoy it together. Will you pray with me? Lord, uh, it's hard for me to listen to three messages, so I know my brothers and sisters here might be a little tired. I pray, Lord, that your grace would be sufficient for them and their power, your power would be made perfect in their weakness. Lord, help them to uh, hear your word clearly. I pray, Lord Jesus, your word, which is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword, can penetrate to divide their soul and their spirit, their joint and their marrow. Lord, your word judges the thoughts and the intentions of our hearts. So Lord, I pray even now that you would uh, let the lion out of the cage and let the word do the work. In Jesus, I pray this in your holy name. Amen. Well, if you've heard me preach before, I just kind of let the word uh, speak for itself, and I'll make a couple comments as we go for this short little Bible study. So Luke chapter 18, starting in verse 15, I'll read the three verses, and then we'll go back and look at it together. Now they were bringing even infants to him, that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them to him, saying, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Like I said, this is the end of our passage, uh, but I want us to look briefly at verse 15 to start. What's going on here? It says they were bringing even infants to him that he might touch them. Uh, what's happening here is parents were bringing their little babies uh, the original Greek language makes it seem like they were just newborns, just little babies that Jesus would just lay his hands on them and touch them. So what's going on there? Uh, when uh, a parent in uh, biblical times would have a baby, they would go to the nearest rabbi, uh, Jewish rabbi, and say, we bless my child, or go to the nearest uh, Jewish priest, we bless my child. So that's what was happening here. These parents are coming to Jesus himself and saying, will you touch my my son, will you touch my daughter? Just a touch from God is what my kid needs. And uh, you get that from Exodus chapter 48. There's a passage of scripture where Jacob, when he was dying, Joseph brought his two kids and said, Father, bless my two sons. And he laid his hands on uh, Joseph's two sons and prayed for them and blessed them. And in a similar vein, that's what's happening here. They're bringing little babies uh, to Jesus, just have them lay their hands and Jesus to touch their children. And I thought about uh, two little babies just this week were born to our church. Dan Miller, who preached earlier, his little uh, brother, him and Megan Miller had a uh, little girl, Rose Shalom. 
And Adam and Lauren Lewis just had a little baby, Mercedes Esther. And I can assure you that both those parents have been bringing their children repeatedly to Jesus. Just touch my kid. Just touch little uh, Rose. Just touch little Mercedes. Bless them, Lord. Save my little girls. Uh, and I remember back thinking about those two little babies being born this week when Carol and I had our sons. We had Caleb, and then we had Sam, and then we had Christian. Man, I just remember praying and praying and praying and praying. And I'm telling you something, a godly man or a godly woman has one prayer request that overarches and is stronger and more uh, pertinent than all the others. And I remember I prayed it over and over and over again for my kids individually. Jesus, save my son. Jesus, save my little baby. Save him. You know, I can honestly say before you, brothers and sisters, I never prayed for my boys to have scholastic excellence. Make them smarter than the other kids, Lord. Never athletic achievement. Let them be better at sports. Let them be great at sports. I never prayed that they get so good at sports or academics that they get college scholarships so I don't have to pay them to go to school. I never prayed that. I never prayed for my boys to have financial success. I never prayed for worldly popularity. I never prayed that they'd have great talents in music or drama. See, Carol, my wife Carol and I came to the conclusion our kids are going to live a lot longer in heaven or hell than they're ever going to live here on this earth for 60, 70, 80 years or so. So yeah, I, was, I can really relate to Dan Miller when he uh, preached earlier saying about the persistent widow. God, have mercy on my sons. God, just a, if you would just touch Caleb, if you just touch Sam, if you just touch Christian, let them love you, Lord. Save their soul. Don't let them go to hell for the bad things you do. They do. That's the prayer of a godly man. That's the prayer of a godly woman. I want the best for my kid, and the best for my kid is to be saved, even up and against how they do here in this world. God, let them walk with you. And uh, I'm still praying that even though God has saved all three of my boys. Like, God, touch them again. Touch them again. Let them stay in love with you. Let them stay following you all the days of their life. And well, that's what was happening. These parents are bringing their, just their babies that they might touch them. And uh, just much to the same as Pete and Megan are doing today with their little baby and Adam and Lewis are doing, t- uh, Adam and Lauren are doing today with their little babies. Lord, save our kids. Save our kids. So the first question I have Who are you? Are you a parent that prays like that for your kid? Are you praying, Jesus, be everything for my kid? Are you praying for worldly success? There's nothing wrong with praying for worldly success, but at the end of the day, in 100 years, none of that stuff matters. Did they know Jesus Christ? So that's the first thing I saw in verse 15. They were bringing infants to him that he might touch them. Just bless my kid. And when the disciples saw it, it says they rebuked him. So the disciples see this going on and they have a worldly response. You know, babies aren't important to Jesus. Jesus has better things to do. You see, the disciples hadn't learned compassion yet. And I ask you today, have you? Are you a compassionate person? I wrote this down. Uh, Wayne, how you view little children tells a lot about you. And how you view little children tells me a lot about you as well. So I asked you, uh, do the disciples describe you when you see a little children? How do you see them? Are they interruptions or are they blessings from the Lord? Well, the disciples saw them as interruptions and they rebuked these parents for coming. Well, Jesus had a word for them, verse 16, as we follow along in the text. But Jesus called them to him saying, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for such, is, for such belongs the kingdom of God. 
when I see Jesus is saying, whoa, 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 wait a minute, fellas, wait a minute. Who made you guys the gatekeeper to, for people to come to me? You see, Jesus wants everyone to come to me, even little babies. And uh, I looked it up in Mark's account and it says, Jesus was indignant at the disciples. Well, I'm not as smart as Dan or Brennan, so I had to look up what indignant means. It means furious. Jesus was furious with the disciples. We don't hear about Jesus being furious very often, but he was furious uh, when he was what? When he saw his disciples hindering people from coming to Jesus. So I just say to you, brothers and sisters, you want to make Jesus mad? Hinder someone from coming to Jesus. And I was apprehensive for sharing this story, but I'm going to share it anyways. Uh, It was maybe a year ago. One of my sons had an unsaved kid uh, his age was going to come to ABF class. And the kid's not really church, doesn't know Jesus yet. And my son was like, man, I want him to meet all these men in our ABF. I, I want him to get prayed for. I want him to hear the gospel. And maybe God would save his soul. Very excited about it. Well, the young man came in a couple minutes late, I guess. And uh, he came in that door. Our ABF is all the way down at the end. So I don't know how he came, if he went that way or if he went this way. He came to class. I think he had a good experience. And afterwards, I'm talking to my son. I'm like, hey, how did so-and-so do? He's like, oh, pretty good. And my son got choked up. He's like, dad, three different men came to him before he got to ABF and said, take off your hat in church. He's like, dad, he's not a Christian. Of course he doesn't know about the rule about taking off your hat. So we looked it up in the Bible and, huh, there is no verse about wearing a hat or not wearing a hat in church. I already knew there was no rule. (laughs) Although I haven't read all of Leviticus yet. It might be in there. Uh, No, there is no rule. And I thought about that. I haven't met any of these three men, but I tell you, I will have a word with them if I ever do meet them. And I pray, maybe they're sitting in here today. I don't know. Uh, I feel like we have a very loving church, a very healthy church. We welcome people. But every once in a while, we screw up and we become like these disciples and say, hey, take off your hat or no tattoos in church or a million other things that we add, hindering people from coming to Jesus. Oh, may it not be so. God have mercy on our church. Jesus rebukes these guys in verse 16 and called them to himself saying, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. And then he finishes for such as these belong the kingdom of God. And I thought, man, what is the kingdom of God like? It's like such as little infants, little helpless infants. And I thought, man, we do have a great uh, toddler department. I agree. Uh, that is excellent. But you know what? We also have some folks here that aren't just in the nursery, but are a little more childlike than the rest of us. And I thought, man, I have four favorites in my ABF class that just met last hour. And I've talked to three of them today because they're here. Uh, Christian, uh, Ray's not here, Sean and Philip. You see, all three of these guys graduated from uh, from college. They all have college degrees in either horticulture or culinary arts, yet they never brag about their academic achievements of getting a college degree at Shepherd's. They're just happy to be there. And I can tell you this, those, those four men might not know as much as the rest of us, but they love better and they're more joyful than everybody else in this church. And Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like for such as these, like little infants and our friends from shepherds. How do we love them? I wanna love them well. You see, the guys at shepherds need some help sometimes in life. 
And I know what people will say is like, well, doesn't the Bible say God helps those who help themselves? Well, actually, I looked that up. That's Ben Franklin 316. That's actually found in uh, a book he wrote called uh, Little Richard's Almanac. That's not in the Bible. You see, the Bible's the opposite. God helps those who can't help themselves. So who are you? Are you someone that needs Jesus' help or do you have it together? The guy preaching, he doesn't have it together. I need Jesus just as much as a little baby does. Sometimes I forget that. In the last verse, Jesus says, truly, I say to you. Now, whenever Jesus says truly or truly, truly or verily, verily, you need to pay attention because Jesus always speaks the truth. But when he says truly, he's like, pay attention. Some of my comments are even more solemn and important than others. And this is one of them. So Jesus says, truly, I say to you, he said it to the disciples. And now he says it to us 2000 years later. Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. So Jesus is saying, if you don't enter the kingdom of God like a little child, you're not going to heaven. You're not going, no matter how good your theological understanding is on things, no matter how much Bible you read, if you don't receive me like a little child, you're not going to heaven. So that begs the question, how do I receive the kingdom of God and how do I stay receiving the kingdom of God like a little child? Well, I wrote down a couple things. First of all, it's the opposite of the holier-than-thou person that uh, we read about in Brennan's sermon. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all I get. There's no religious achievement when you come to Jesus. You come humbly, just as you are. You also, uh, a little child has no desire for prominence, no desire for fame. A little child doesn't care about wealth. A little child doesn't care about power. Those are all grown-up adult things. And Jesus says, you must receive the kingdom of God like a little child or you will not enter it. So I'm going to end with three attributes or qualities of someone you know has entered the kingdom of God or how do you enter the kingdom of God if you haven't yet or if you have, how do you stay in that mindset? Three uh, characteristics. Number one, humble. It was already touched on today in the other messages uh, because all three of these flow together. But I ask you today, who are you? Are you humble? You see, a little child is humble, not because it's like, man, I should really be humble in church. A little child has to be humble. A baby has to be humble. He's like, I just pooped my pants. I got to be humble. And you're like, well, once the children get old enough, they can go to the bathroom on their own. But then the little child sometimes wets its bed. And don't we sometimes do that spiritually? Don't sometimes we morally poop our pants or spiritually wet the bed? We're no better. We're still like little kids. We still mess up all the time and we need Jesus so are you like a little child? Are you like, I need you, Jesus. Left to myself, I screw things up. So number one is humility, humble. Number two, faith or trust. A little child knows that its parents will supply all their needs. They never miss a meal because they know my parents will supply all my needs. Just like the Christian says, my God will supply all my needs according to the abundant riches found in Christ Jesus. Are you that kind of Christian? I'm trusting him. He's got me. I can assure you this. I've been a Christian for over 25 and a half years. I've never missed a meal. My heavenly father takes care of me. And number three, helpless dependence. Being able to cry out, I need you. A little child says, man, I can't go to the grocery store on my own. I can't even get into my car seat on my own. I need you, mom. I need you, dad. In the same vein, the Christian says, man, apart from you, I can do nothing. But I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So keeping my relationship with Jesus is uh, the most important because I got to stay helplessly dependent even as a grown-up right now. I got to stay dependent on him. I need you. Oh, how I need you. Every hour I need you. If you believe verse 17, 
we must be humble, we must be faithful and trust him and we must helplessly depend upon Jesus because Jesus said, truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. So I ask you, who are you? Are you a little child today with Jesus? Are you trusting him? Coming to him when you do wet the bed? Are you humbly, faithfully acknowledging he's gonna take care of all my needs? And are you realizing, man, I'm dependent. I can't make the next breath go into my mouth without you, Lord Jesus. Who are you? Can you honestly sing, all I have is Christ? By God's grace, I pray you can. Let me pray. Lord, we all need you. Uh, the person who doesn't need you really needs you. And uh, Lord, I just pray, oh God, please make us like little children uh, with you. Help us not to be adult-like Christians. Help us to be like little children that are humble, that are trusting in you to come through in the clutch for us and are uh, helplessly dependent. If you don't show up, I lose. So I love you today, Lord Jesus, and thank you for having mercy on me, a sinner. Amen. To find out more about our ministry, contact us at racinebible.org. Thank you for listening.